Welcome, welcome to Final Podcast. It's been a while and I am back and it feels good to be back. This is a new season and uh, throughout these episodes I will be looking at this amazing book Conversations with God by Neil. Neil Donald, such an amazing writer who had a chance to converse with God. Converse with God? I guess you should be asking like how can somebody converse with God? Yes, I know, but definitely we do converse with God. And I would ask this question, do you believe in God? I do believe in God myself. Because when I look around me, everything I see reminds me of a superpower, reminds me of a being that is supernatural that controls everything that happens around. And so Neil had a chance to have this great conversation with God. And we'll be looking at the most important parts of this book because it gives you a way to understand how to get along in your day-to-day uh, uh, activities and and the way you live definitely. So tag along with me as we ride in into the book and so there's this part where now is asking god so let's enter the dialogue with a question i have been asking for a very long time how does god talk and to whom when i asked this question here's the answer i received i talk to everyone all the time The question is not who do I talk but who listens. Hmm. Intrigued. Nell says I asked God to expand on this subject and is what God said. First, let's exchange the word talk with word communicate. It's much better word. A much fuller more accurate one. When we talk when we try to speak to each other me to you you to me we are immediately constricted by the unbelievable limitation of words for this reason i do not communicate by words alone in fact i rarely do i do so my most common form of communication is through feeling feeling is the language of the soul If you want to know what is true for you about something, look at how you are feeling about it. Feelings are sometimes difficult to discover and often even more difficult to acknowledge. Yet, in your deepest feelings is your highest truth. The trick is to get to those feelings. I will show you how again if you wish. Now, I told God that I did wish that right now I wish even more for a complete and a full answer to my first question, and it's what God said. I also communicate with thought. Thought and feelings are not the same. Although they can occur at the same time, in communicating with thought, I often use images and pictures. For this reason, thoughts are more effective than mere words as tools of communication 
in addition to feelings and thoughts. I also use the vehicle of experience as a grand communicator. And finally, when feelings and thoughts and experience all fail, I use words. Words are really the least effective communicator. They are most open to misinterpretation, most often misunderstood. And why is that? It is because of what words are. Words are merely utterances, noise, noises that stands for feelings, thoughts and experience. They are symbols, signs, insignias. They are not truth. They are not the real thing. Words may help you understand something. Experience allows you to know. Yet there are some things you cannot experience, so I have given you other tools of knowing, and these are called feelings, and so too, thoughts. Now the supreme irony here is that you have all placed so much importance on the Word of God, and so little on the experience. In fact, you place so little value on experience that when you, when what you experience with God differs from what you've heard of God, you automatically discard the experience and own the words when it should be just the other way around. Your experience and feelings about a thing represent what you factually and intuitively know about that thing. Words can only seek to symbolize what you know and can often confuse what you know. These then are the tools with which I communicate. Yet they are not the methods for not all feelings, not all thoughts, not all experience and not all words are from me. Many words have been uttered by others in my name. Many thoughts and many feelings have been sponsored by causes not of my direct creation. Many experiences result from this. The challenge is one of discernment. The difficulty is knowing the difference between messages from God and data from other sources. Discrimination is a simple matter with the application of a basic rule. Mine is always your highest thought, your clearest word, your grandest feeling. Anything less is from another source. Now, the task task of differentiation becomes easy, for it should not be difficult even for the beginning student to identify the highest and the clearest of the grandest. Yet, will I give you these guidelines? The highest thought is always that thought which contains joy. The clearest word are those words which contain truth. The grandest feeling is that feeling which you call love. Joy, truth, love. These are these three are interchangeable. And one always leads to the other. It matters not in which order they are placed. Having with these guidelines, 
determine which messages are mine and which have come from another source. The only question remains is whether my messages will be heeded. Most of my messages are not. Some because they seem too good to be true. Others because they seem too difficult to follow. Many because they are simply misunderstood. Most because they are not received. My most powerful messenger is experience. And even this you ignore. Especially this you ignore. Your world will not be in its present condition were you to have simply listened to your experience. The result of you not listening to experience that you keep reliving it over and over again. For my purpose will not be thwarted, nor my will be ignored. You will get the message. Sooner or later, I will not force you to. However, I will never coerce you, for I have given you a free will, the power to do as you choose, and I will never take that away from you, ever. And so, I will continue sending you the messages over and over again, throughout the, mill- the millennia, and to whatever corner of the universe you occupy, endlessly, I will send you my messages. Until you have received them and held them close, calling them your own, my message will come in a hundred forms, at a thousand moments, across a million years. You cannot miss them if you truly listen. You cannot ignore them once you truly heard. Thus will our communication begin in earnest. For in the past you have only talked to me, praying to me, interceding with me, beseeching me. Yet now can I talk back to you even as long as I am doing here? Those are words from God. And so Nail goes ahead and asks, How can I know this communication is from God? How do I know this is not my own imagination? And this is what God answers. What will be the difference? Do you not see that I could just as easily walk through your imagination as anything else? I will bring you the exact right thoughts, words or feelings at any given moment. Suited precisely to the purpose at hand, using one device or several you will know these words are from me because you of your own accord have never spoken so clearly had you already spoken so clearly on these questions you would not be asking them and so nail asked again to whom does god communicate are there special people are there special times and this is what god answered All people are special and all moments are golden. There is no person and there is no time, no more special than another. Many people choose to believe that God communicates in special ways and only with special people. This removes the mass 
of the people from responsibility of hearing my message, much less receiving it, which is another Martha, and allows them to take someone else's word for everything. You don't have to listen to me, for you've already decided that others have heard from me on every subject and you have them to listen to. By listening to what other people think they heard me say, you do not have to think at all. This is the biggest reason for most people turning from my messages on a personal level. If you acknowledge that you are receiving my message directly, then you're responsible for interpreting them. It is far safer and much easier to accept the interpretation of others. Even others who have lived 2,000 years ago, than to seek to interpret the message you may very well be receiving in this moment now. Yet, I invite you to a new form of communication with God, a two-way communication. In truth, it is you who have invited me, for I have come to you in this form right now, in answer to your call. Hmm. And so Neil goes ahead and asks, why do some people take Christ, for example, seem to hear more of your communication than others? And God answers, because some people are willing to actually listen. They are willing to hear and they are willing to remain open to the communication even when it comes. It seems scary or crazy or downright wrong. And Neil goes ahead and asks, We should listen to God even when what's being said seems wrong. God answers back. Especially when it seems wrong, if you think you are right about everything, who needs to talk with God? Go ahead and act on all that, you know. But notice that you've all been doing that since time began. And look at what shit the world is in. Clearly you've missed something. Obviously, there is something you don't understand. That which you do understand must seem right to you. Because right is a term you use to designate something which you agree. What you've missed will therefore appear at first to be wrong. The only way to move forward on this is to ask yourself, what would have happened if everything I thought was wrong was actually right? Every great scientist knows about this. When what the scientist does is not working, a scientist sets aside all of the assumptions and starts over. All great discoveries have been made from a willingness and ability to not be right. And that's what's needed here. You cannot know God until you've stopped telling yourself that you already know God. You cannot hear God until you stop thinking that you've you've already heard God. I cannot tell you my truth until you stop telling me yours. And Nell goes ahead and asks, But my truth about God comes from you. And God answers, Who said so? 
Neil answers others, and God answers what others. Neil answers leaders, ministers, rabbis, priests, books, the Bible, for heaven's sake. And God answers back, those are not authoritative sources. They aren't. No. Then what is? And God answers, listen to your feelings. Listen to your highest thoughts. Listen to your experience. Whenever any of these differ from what you've been told by your teachers or read in your books, forget the words. Words are the least reliable purveyor of truth. Whew! What an amazing beginning that we have. So that's how we begin uh, this new episode. Nail just trying to understand uh, the patterns and the ways uh, we communicate uh, with God. And God just makes it clear how important it is for us to listen to our feelings. To listen to that highest thought that we definitely have. I look forward to unveiling more from this amazing book. Thank you for joining me today. We look forward to a more intriguing conversation with God. This is your host, Fanwell. Thank you and lovely day.